ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. I don't want to be a wayside girl. 
back of the church one Tuesday evening Right beside a man with a stony heart He was not interested with the word of God He would not smile, he would not laugh He would not even say amen He showed no sign I've been moved by the word That's when I knew I was sitting By a stony ground I don't want to be a wayside ground I don't want to be a thorny ground I don't want to be a stony ground Lord, make me Very good ground. 
let's pray father take us to our next level through this encounter may we discover and take new ground because of this encounter may we find our place in you because of this encounter we thank you for this encounter. In Jesus' name. Amen. It's my joy to welcome you from work, from school, from sleeping, from eating. To our fantastic loyalty service this evening. I'm sharing with you the second and the final part of this very important message I believe every Christian ought to hear. And the title is no different from what I gave you last week when I brought the first installment. And that is why you will not escape if you neglect this great salvation. Why you will not escape if you neglect this great salvation. We have always sold the notion and the impression that when the unbeliever neglects salvation he will not escape the unbeliever who neglects salvation goes straight to hell the unbeliever must not and cannot neglect the salvation that comes through our Lord Jesus Christ. But tonight, as we did last week, we are turning the artillery and pointing them at us. We have always arranged our guns to be directed towards the unbeliever who doesn't want to receive Christ. So some of us have even led people to the Lord at gunpoint. Receive Jesus or I blow your head. Yes. We are desperate to see souls saved because we believe that if a soul does not get saved, his or her destination 
will not be a good destination. So we do everything to ensure that a soul is saved. I was walking around my house a couple of weeks ago and I saw a pressing iron in my daughter's car. My first impression was that she has stolen my pressing iron. <laughs> because she didn't come to ask me for any iron. And I doubt that she asked her mother. But somehow I forgot about that. But recently, I think a week ago, I remembered that I, I was sure that I saw a pressing iron in her car. So I asked her, by the way, I saw this iron in the car. He said, oh, yes. I use it. I said, do you live somewhere? <laughs> I thought we all live in this house. He said, no, no, no. I, I use it on Sundays. To do what? Hebrews chapter 2. So she said, I use it to iron people's clothes. I said, ah, who, whose clothes? So whilst others are bringing souls at gunpoint, some are bringing souls at iron point. <laughs> yes. Because there is this boy in one of the halls that she's been trying to get to go to church. And the last week, two weeks ago, so the boy said that he has not ironed his, his shirt. He said somebody has stolen his iron. So she drove to the boy's hall with her iron. <laughs> and got the boy's iron and ironed it for him. <laughs> yes. You think we only have iron boy? You've got iron girls. Then when she finished ironing the boy's shirt, the boy said he doesn't have water to bath. I'm showing you our dedication and our commitment towards seeing a soul saved. So she took a bucket. This boy, I'm sure, is doing nothing less than Zulu or some type of course on campus. <laughs> Zulu or zoology or something. But he managed to get a medical student Yes, to take a bucket. That's why I love the song. It's all because of Jesus. It's all because of Jesus. It's all because of Jesus. We are. Because of his blessings. Every manifold blessings. We because where, where will you find a Zulu student somebody studying Zulu to get a medical student to fetch water for him but it's all because of Jesus so he got the water she went to fetch the water upstairs to his hall to his room he had his bath wore his shirt and disappeared. 
Mercy. So when I saw the iron, said, I'm keeping the iron for the next mess. We, I'm sure you will see that the iron hasn't come. Yes. yes. Stony ground. Yes. Ready to iron again. But tonight, it's not about that boy in Equafo Hall being saved though. But you also must not have salvation outside your box. You must not think of salvation as a believer you must not think of salvation as something that somebody must do or become. Hebrews 2. Therefore, we... Now, so once you see such words, it means we are dealing with ourselves. We ought to give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest... At any time, we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall they escape if they neglect so great salvation? Sorry? Oh, sorry. How shall the boy in Aquafo Hall escape if he neglects so great salvation? What is the Bible saying? How shall who? We. How shall we? We. 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 We in church. This message was not written. This letter was not written to we smokers. It was written to a church. And there are many times when the writer would refer to them. Those. They. But this time, he was addressing a group of people to which he belonged. How shall we? We. To be born again does not mark the end of your interest in salvation. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? The New Living Translation says, So we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard. Or neglect salvation. For the message God delivered through angels has always stood firm. Every violation of the law and every act of disobedience was punished. So what makes us think we can escape? If we ignore this great salvation that was first announced by the Lord Jesus himself. And then delivered to us by those who heard him speak. But that's what we are thinking. We are thinking that it doesn't matter. That, that once, once the blood of Jesus has washed you and you found yourself in church, salvation doesn't matter anymore. 
So many of us think that we have escaped or we are escaping. So, so in the church today, salvation has been neglected. Very true to the prophecy. Like, how shall we escape if we neglect? So we can neglect salvation. Salvation can be neglected in the church. That once you are saved, the subject of salvation is now extinct. We must now go into more. So, so, so today, in the church today, you don't hear about salvation. But you hear of anointing. You hear of anointing because we have not neglected the anointing. We have not neglected impartation. We have not neglected prophetic all nights. We have not neglected uh, uh, um, a prophetic direction. We have not neglected communion for dominion. Yes. Communion is for dominion. So when the Bible says something, it is very important for the wise and the prudent to sit back and ask himself, is this true in my life? Have I neglected salvation? And when you ask that question, you will come to an honest answer if you yourself know what salvation is. Because many people think that salvation means to lift up your two hands, first of all, to respond to respond to the altar call, walk forward. Because some people respond and don't walk forward. So some respond and then they walk forward. They raise their two hands and repeat a prayer the pastor is asking them to repeat after him. Even when they do not understand 10% of the prayer. That is what we call salvation. But ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says in the book of Mark, you find it in Matthew also, but I like the way Mark puts it, just because it is all in one verse, it's embodied in one verse. Mark 13, 13. It says, and ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. Because of Jesus, expect hatred. Yeah. When you take a stand for, for, for Jesus, when you take a stand to do what is right, when you take a stand not to compromise, Expect some demonic people to hate you. You shall be hated for my name's sake. Not, not, not because you are beautiful. You see, people are hated for different reasons. In the university, there were girls who were not lied because they were beautiful girls. Yes, and this type of Apalahala girls, who if they went for a, a beauty, beauty competition, they may not even pass the audition. When they see the pretty girls going, the way they will just... You can be hated because we're a very beautiful girl. I've seen some before. You can be hated because you've got money. A lot of rich men are hated. Yes, because you know why they are hated? They won't give you some of the money. <laughs> How do you think he became rich? <laughs> if he became rich by sharing money, would he be rich? No. But the poor man who doesn't want to do anything 
thinks he can sit there and then a father Christmas with white beard just comes and says money. So when they see rich men, say, quite here, quite here. <laughs> Foolish man. Even the way he's walking, the way he has, he has, he has uh, raised his head as if, as if he is God. Yeah, he is God. <laughs> he is God. Psalm 82 says, have I not said you are God's? So, so people can be hated. I remember my friend, he was almost beaten in school. Old level time, old level. One guy, big solid man, was a man when we were boys. Form five. Yes, I don't, I was, I was just about to mention his name. Solid man. This is my friend. He's a doctor in America. Actually, he's a pastor in the Chicago church. Yeah, he, he, he topped chemistry. He topped at the national or what. I mean, he, he was a great student. Very intelligent. Very intelligent. So, I think about a week or two to the exam, he had finished learning. By the way, he had an A in A-level chemistry. Yes, A, straight. Not this type of D-D-F-F-F-F. D-E-D-E-F-E-F-E. D-D-F-F-F-F. So he was walking around, you know, sometimes when you don't know what to learn, you just walk around looking for questions to solve. So he was walking around and then this guy, this man, called him and said, he has seen this past question that he can't solve. I don't know whether it's true. I still haven't, I didn't ask, but according to the boy, the man, (laughs) according to the man, when he came and he saw the question, he said that, ah, but this one too, can't you solve it? So when the, the guy got up, he just held him. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, you can be hated for many reasons. I don't know whether he begged or people intervened. Sometimes, I mean, it's like, but of course, he didn't beat him up, you know. That's when I realized that when you know a lot, you can be hated. Like when, when, when it's speech and prize giving day, and they call your name as your mother is calling you Mbile Agatha, Mbile James, Mbile. <laughs> you think everybody is clapping for you? Some are cursing you. They are cursing you, yes. If you drive a nice car, you'll be hated. Especially if you are driving the car in, the, in, in some slums. Yeah. One pastor was accused that he didn't roll down his glass when he was passing through the place. You don't have any idea. So I'm just saying that you can be hated. You can be hated for being rich, for being intelligent, for, being, for having a car, for being beautiful, for being everything. But there is one form of hatred that you need to know about. And that is when you sign up for Jesus, you will be hated. If nobody has hated you, because of your belief in Christ, then you are new. Yes, you, can, you, you are new. You see, new, when you say new, eh? Recently, I saw something new in my house. Very new. But I, had, I bought it about eight years ago. Yes. Very on you, new rubber. Just removed, it's, it's there, new. When I say new, I mean, maybe you got born again 16 years ago, but you have not been unwrapped. 
You have not been buffeted. You have not experienced much. Yes, just, just as we also have got a home second hand. You can also have new things which are old. Old and new. Some of you got born again 10 years ago. Five years ago. But you are still new. Because there are some experiences there. Unless you've got them, you cannot, you can't, you, you won't understand how, what it means to work with Jesus. He said, you shall be hated of all men for my namesake. For my namesake. See, that is why we need to understand what salvation is about. That you and I who are involved in the salvation business must understand that our work is not just to drag people into church at gunpoint and get them to raise their hands and receive Jesus. There's more to salvation than saying the sinner's prayer. Because it says that, but he that shall endure to the end. Salvation is not found at the beginning. Salvation is found at the end. He that shall endure to the end. The same. The same. Not his cousin, not his friend. That same person shall be saved. Now, so when you understand salvation this way, that salvation is not just to bring someone from town into the church, but everything that goes into caring for a person, establishing the person till the person becomes a part of the kingdom till death. If you understand that to be salvation, that we can now go on. We can now go on. That, that you cannot be in the church and neglect. Say, how shall we escape? It means that there is a problem that comes to you if you neglect salvation. If in your activities, salvation is not a part of it. If in your activities, you don't go out to bring people into the church if in your activities you don't teach two year old Christians you see, teaching a two year old Christian is part of the salvation process yes I mean if you are here in, whether you are a pastor or you are whatever you are being saved as I speak to you now you are being saved you are being saved it is, tonight's service is part of your new believer school Helping someone to come to church is part of thinking about salvation. Yes. Anything that keeps a person having God, Christ in his life, knowing about him. Because salvation without knowledge is plastic salvation. It's plastic. You must even to be saved, it says that you must first of all confess the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart. Yes. You believe a knowledge. You, you, you believe something you know. You don't believe in a vacuum. So the Bible talks about faith which works through knowledge. When you don't know anything, you are not, you, actually, there is nothing to believe. So when you have a Christian who doesn't have his quiet time every day? That person's faith is hollow and shallow. Because faith needs a substrate called knowledge. 
you must, you, no, no, of course, you must believe. I mean, what do you believe? What is your faith? You must know something to believe in something you know. So when you are a, a Christian and you buy a Bible for a born again Christian and teach the person to have his quiet time every day and even go through his quiet time with him for six months, you are helping the person to be saved. It is part of salvation. The one who endures, he that shall endure to the end. Tonight, eh, I came with news for you that we who are born again still have salvation to think about. We cannot neglect salvation. We cannot neglect the saving of the souls of people. I've come to see, you know, I was having a chat with someone and two people came to my mind. I don't know, the Bible says, by the mouth of two or three, a matter holds true. A matter is established. You see, if you are in church and you are not involved in the direct ministration of the word of God, to people, I will tell you that you stand a risk of not making it to heaven. It's breaking news. And I'm going to explain it soon. If you are in the church, like our video man, so, so for, for me, the people who are close to me, as we are doing our music things and doing our church services, I ensure the singers who are singing, they are doing ministry work. They're not just singing. They're not just singing. It is very dangerous to stand behind the video camera as your only service to God. As you are doing the video camera work, you should be involved in the direct salvation. You, You must not neglect salvation. You must be involved in, in, in seeing to the salvation of somebody. There is by all means someone around you who can be helped. You see, and, and today, even the message I'm preaching tonight is a message you will hear when there's an evangelism conference. You will not hear this message on a regular weekday service or Sunday service. Why? Because salvation has been neglected. And you see, when you go to Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 3, it says that how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? The the message in this message is that because well, you have read more of the Bible, so you can let me know. I've not heard about a Christian who has, or in the Bible, people neglected prosperity or people neglected anointing or people neglected marriage most people who are not married are not married because they don't have any beloved nobody has come to marry them but if somebody appears even if it means leaving the church to follow the man he will leave the church to follow them wow. yes have you heard of some somebody who has neglected prosperity who has neglected health healing so there's healing. Don't you have more people interested in healing? Yeah. It, it, it means that there are some things 
which are not likely to be neglected. So when the Bible singles something out and wants you not to neglect it, it means that if we leave you, you will neglect it. Yes. If we leave you, so, so you will not see that the Bible is talking about how can we escape if we neglect so great a prosperity? How shall we escape if we neglect so great a marriage? So great, uh, what? What? What, what? Anointing. Not everybody wants to be anointed, even though they don't know how to get the anointing. But everybody wants anointing. And anointing is important. That oil in your room is important. But better still, the oil on your life is also very important. Your head must not lack oil. Oil. Oil on your head. Not Jerry Kell's cream. Oil. It's, you don't see that oil. You don't see. Not Uncle cream. So you see that the church has not neglected a lot of things. A lot of things are the main issues in the church. The main thing. Have you seen a church which has neglected prayer? I mean, they may not pray for us. By the way, tomorrow we are, we are here. We are fasting tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday, we have declared it as soul travail. Soul travail. Prayer and fasting. We are traveling for souls. And I'm very sure that by the grace of God, I'm sure by God's grace, tomorrow by 7 o'clock, you'll forget. By the grace of God. Yeah. When you finish warming your breakfast, ah! Bishop announced it. Ah! I just knew that there was something. Oh. Anyway, it's okay, it's okay. Let's just. You are a witch in the church. You are a witch. You are a witch. You are a witch. And I wish I could see you to address you directly. You are a witch. We are fasting tomorrow. We are fasting on Thursday. You forget. You also forget about something soon. Yes. I'm saying that in the church, we have not neglected these things. We don't even, we will not pray for souls, but prayer for our businesses, our marriages, our health. We, we come for prayer meetings. Yeah. You see a pastor, pastor pray for me. We, we, we don't neglect prayer. But you, don't, you won't see a member going to a pastor and saying, pastor, give me a soul. So, so the point I'm making is that when the Bible says something like neglecting salvation, it means you are more likely to do it, which is what is the case in the church. The church of today has neglected salvation. Don't, don't be immature. You just happen to be in a church that talks about salvation. You can be in a church for 10 years and not even see an altar call being made. You can be in a church for 20 years and not hear about the blood of Jesus. I watched a video of a major man of God. Major man of God. When I say man of God, not this type of two by four chamber and hall man of God. A man of God the whole world looks up to. Or at least looked up to. I won't tell you where he is now. Looked up to. He said, why? 
do you talk about the blood? The blood? No! You don't preach about the blood. The blood of the blood of Jesus depicts violence. And these things scare away the Christians. When you preach, you preach the kingdom. The kingdom. And what's a kingdom? It's your well-being and your prosperity. Say hallelujah. Amen. Who wants to, who in this time, in this world, wants to hear about the blood and nails and something? Three things. The blood and nails and tongues or some. Now, when you preach such messages, you scare away the people. You draw them in with the message of the gospel. Say amen. The gospel. The gospel of the kingdom. It's a gospel of increase and prosperity. But the Paul told Timothy that in the last days, there are many people who will say that gain is equal to godliness. From such people, turn away. I'm saying you can be in a church and not hear the word salvation. Salvation can be neglected. You can, you, you can be a pastor and never preach about salvation. You can be in a church and and never hear salvation. So, this is true. How shall we escape? How shall we escape? If we neglect so great salvation. You know, today in the church, salvation is not important. It's not important. But a day is going to come. The things which are unimportant to the church today will find them to be the marking scheme. Yes, there will be the marking skin. Even in this life, there are different phases of our lives where some things were very important. If we're in secondary school, secondary school, this type of Achimota, Augustine, St. Francis, type of secondary school, there are many things that are very important to, to secondary school boys. You see how they can go and steal their father's car. I also don't know where the father will leave his car key. Because people will be honest if he steal my car. Eh, don't come back home. <laughs> don't come. Leave the car at the nearest taxi rank. And go to your auntie. <laughs> don't come home. Don't come home. Stolen my car. <laughs> the preaching is spoiling. Let me, let me move for it. But in secondary school, you find, I'm talking about things, you see, even in our own lives here, you see people who were young and foolish things were very important. How you could steal your father's car and come and do a chichi. And the girls would be swooning. Oh, James, 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 James. James! Oh! Alfred! Hey! If the, I mean, the girl, the girl who in Taco is working with the guy who brought the car. I mean, the girl is the top, top, not, not the talk of the town, no. Top of the town. You grow up, you realize that such people don't even drive cars now. They are walking around. 
I saw one around Barclays Bank High Street. Yeah. When we were in school, he was doing architecture. Today, I mean, not, not, not today, a few years ago, I saw him. High Street was walking with a leather bag. <laughs> and where are the girls? The girls are the ones inside the Barclays Bank working. A lot of things which people, you see, uh, 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 secondary school boys, they will brag about a girl. Like some girls, how many girls have you slept with? If you're in a mid school, you see that uh, as they are going to dining hall, you see that they'll be, they'll be walking you know, behind girls. And the, the boy will say, last night, nice, last night, Tale, I, I, I floored the girl. You see that she can't walk well. You see how she's walking. She can't walk well. Yeah. She cannot walk well. Last night, last night. Today we don't think of such foolish things. Though. The things on our minds are more than people who can't walk well or who can walk well. <laughs> there's, there's more sense in our heads. We, I mean, can you imagine me doing attrition? Where? <laughs> Even if I've got 10 cars, you would, can you imagine me? Like me now, like tomorrow evening uh, after church and I come to church. <laughs> And the girls are shouting, Be so! Be so! Be so! The girl who shouts, Bishop, should be sacked from the church. We've got better things on our minds. So, see, in, in, in our, in our, in our, in our, in our lives, even as we are alive, there are some things which are very important at a certain level. Just a few years down the line, they lose significance, they lose importance, and so is salvation. It's not important today, but very, very soon, it will be the main thing. Yes. The main thing. How are we going to escape? So the message I brought to you tonight is that let salvation, the saving of souls, that's what I've tried. Maybe I've not succeeded well to paint a picture of what true salvation is. That bringing someone to church to say the sinner's prayer is not the end. Your eyes must be on the person till he dies. Yes, till he dies to the end. Your soul is your soul to the end. And I'm saying that in your operations in the church, try. As you are doing things, playing the keyboard, video man. Hey, look at me, I'm talking to you. you. No, don't, don't be in the church. What's your Bible? Mercy. Where's mercy? It's with mercy. The Bible is in the house. Yes. Because he has come to work. Did you read your Bible this morning? Speak the truth and shame the devil. He has not read his Bible. And I'm saying to you, my brother, what's your name? Christian. I rest my case. <laughs> I was. Thinking, I thought you were called Afadato or some. 
some type of name. But Christian, there, I can't advise you. Yes. But those of you with non-Christian names, <laughs> in the things you are doing, there should be among your things the saving of a soul. I mean, there should be people in your life you are attending to. Yes. If there is nobody in your life you are attending to, I've seen people in the church, eh? they are in the church, you see them doing everything, running around, doing sound, checking cables and so on, and will not even be involved in anything that has to do with a soul. A soul. The saving of a soul's soul. Eventually, they fall away. They fall away. Eventually, they fall away. I hope there are souls you are following up. I hope there are souls you are following up. Yeah. If your life is just playing of keyboards in the church, something will take you away. That's why that's what tonight I'm, I'm giving you the end, the part two. Of, I gave you three points last week. Eh? I'm, I'm finishing it today. Reasons why it is because of this reason that you will not escape. If you, if you neglect, you have not neglected playing on the keyboard, but you have neglected salvation, you won't escape. You will be punished. Something will happen to you. You will lose something. Now, what was the first thing I said last week? Yeah, the reason why you cannot neglect salvation is that your salvation is linked to the salvation of others. As you get others saved, you yourself are being saved. Number two, where the blood of Jesus is not, does not flow, there is no life. Because the life of the flesh is in the blood. The life of Christianity is not in singing. The life, life is in the blood. Power in the blood. Life in the blood. Where there is no life, where, where, where the blood of Jesus is not talked about, there's no life there. So when you don't talk about the blood of Jesus, there will be no life in you. There are many lifeless Christians. Church attending Christians, but they are lifeless. When you minister the blood to others, it introduces life into your personal life. You yourself begin to enjoy the life that is in Christ because the life is in the blood. So when you are there, you are doing video, you are doing audio, you are doing whatever deal, and then it's like, you are not involved in the ministering of the blood to others. Very soon, you will die. Very soon, you will not have life. It is the blood. Life is in the blood. Number three, you lose your spiritual protection. When what? When you neglect salvation. Why? Because salvation... It's a wall. <laughs> Salvation is a wall and a bulwark. Number four, your Christian life becomes complex. When you don't do what? 
when you neglect the simplicity of the gospel. When you neglect the simplicity of the gospel, your Christian life becomes complex. You're not involved in the caring. You see, when you are, I, I'm, I'll come to it, but let me just make this comment. When you are involved in caring for someone, look, what it takes to care for someone gives you a type of knowledge that puts you on a path direct to heaven, direct to life. Direct. Direct. You will see that in the church, the people who are not involved, in, I mean deeply, who are not deeply into shepherding, saving of souls, they live complex lives. Complex. I mean, when I, when somebody gives me 200 Ghana cities, I know exactly where to take my tithes, which is what, 20 Ghana cities. I, I don't think twice. But some of you, you sit down and you share your tithes. The part you are bringing to this church and the part you are taking to a prophet and the part you are sending to an orphanage. Complex. Today you are here. Tomorrow you are there. At the point you get confused. That's why in the hospital, one of the things that kill children, babies in the hospital, is not suffocational. It's something called nipple confusion. Nipple confusion. It kills babies. A baby can just refuse to eat because it is confused. They die. You, you, you can Google it. Nipple confusion. Because the baby needs to know. I mean, just four days old, two weeks, one month, whatever days old, all it knows is the mother's breast. The mother, and as they hold the breast, or even the nipple is in their mouth, they know exactly the texture of the nipple. Now you give the baby breast today, and the next day you give it feeding bottle, then the next day you give it spoon. A day comes, the baby gets confused. Which, which is which? I mean, what is coming today? He's expecting a spoon. Then a feeding bottle comes. He's expecting a feeding bottle. And then his mother's nipple comes. To a a point where the baby says, I won't eat again. I won't eat again. I will not eat again. They give them heavy doses of intravenous fluid and so, but the baby rejects it. They die. They die. Babies die. Because when you are not, I mean, think about it. If I've got five souls in this church, I bring them to church, I stabilize them, and so, I will not have the time to be roaming about. My mind is, if even tonight as I've come, I'm counting, I've seen three. I've seen three. And I'm looking out for the one. I mean, don't you think your mind will be focused on only one pastor, one church, and one life? But if you are walking about, you are doing nothing. You are doing nothing. All you are doing is even playing keyboard. You can play keyboard here. And tomorrow if there's no service, you are in central playing, playing for them. Yes. You see, even singers. Only that they will not even try it. Oh, yes. As she has come to say, sing, tell them. Then the next Saturday, she's at a national theater. 
receiving fans. They are throwing handkerchiefs and throwing panties at her. What will happen? I'm t- I'm, we've seen it all. I had a, you remember we had a keyboardist in our church, for, for my church? Yes. He was in the church playing. The next we say he's at Golden Tulip. That's why I, me- oh, I was mentioning Golden Tulip. He's at Golden Tulip playing because he was very good. Before we knew it, he had left the church. I'm not sure that even he's, he's even a homosexual now. I mean, these guys who are here, they are standing here. Some of them are just here because they are now learning. When he becomes very good at doing video, you will see that next Friday, he's at the, uh, 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 what's the name? Uh, uh, Greater West Conference. He's not the, the, the main video man. I'm telling you. Or he's at uh, 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 Dominion 98. Because he's good. But you can be good. And your members, you see, the, the souls you are caring for will be a reason why you'll be so committed. Because, you see, you, you, you are involved in committing the souls into one church. Therefore, you yourself will be in that place. You will be in that place. And your life becomes simple. And you don't die from nipple confusion. Yes. You come to church, we are here in the evening. Tomorrow afternoon, there's a place you go for lunch prayer. Then on Friday, once a month, there's an all night in some gardens, you go and pray. I'm preaching. That they go to this side, because you see that, you will hardly find, a, you find them once or twice, but a pastor or a real shepherd, who is, you see, and also, you see, when you see a pastor, a lot of pastors are not pastors the title? Title holders, like Azuma holds a title. Yeah, Azuma, does he not hold the title? Or, it, it, it's not for him a, a, anymore. Azuma. Former. Former what? Heavyweight. Featherweight. Featherweight what? Champion. Is it a nursing degree? Is it a nursing degree? Volcanizer degree? What is it for? Boxing. Is he boxing today? Yeah, but he's holding a title. Yeah. Professor. You can be a title holding lady pastor. You can be a t- in this church here by the grace of God. I, I, I'll kill you. <laughs> I'll kill you. You are here for a title? You go to your mother. <laughs> Number five, let's end the service. Number five. The fifth reason hmm, why you will not neglect God has ordained the preaching of the gospel as the source of his power. God has ordained it. That it is the preaching of the gospel. It is the preaching of the gospel. The preaching of the gospel. Sharing Christ. Sharing about the blood. The gospel. The gospel is not prosperity. The gospel is not, it's not even healing. The gospel is salvation. And whatever, everything it will take. If it takes healing, 
thank God for healing. But primarily the gospel is for the salvation of the soul because it is the story of Jesus Christ. And he came to the world to seek and to save that which was lost. His mandate was not to come and prosper us. Jesus did not come to give you a wife. Jesus did not come to give you a husband. He came that you may have life and have it more abundantly, eternal life through salvation. That's why he came. And my dear friend, I want to tell you, the reason why if you neglect salvation, you will not do well, is that There is something in the Bible called the power of God. And you need the power of God to survive. Can you raise your head and let me tell you something? Again, I'm saying again. You need the power of God to survive. To survive in this evil world, there is something called the power of God. Ha! It's not fire coming from somebody's eyes. It's not fire coming from a pastor's mouth. The power of God is the power of God. John chapter 1. Shaman Dalabaka. Remikan Dolobo. Verse 12. But as many as receive him, to them. Hmm. Please take note. This, this, tonight's message, you may not hear this message in a long time. As many as receive him, to them. He gave what? He gave what? Power. You try to be a child of God without power. To survive as a Christian, you need power. Without the power of God, you will not survive. So, the 70 in um, Luke chapter 10, verse 17, the Bible says, The 70 returned again with joy, saying, even the devils are subject to us through thy name. Verse 18. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold. 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 I give you power. I give you power. Now you need to know the context. I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all over all the power of the enemy. Some of you think the enemy has only tricks. Because the Bible talks about the wiles of the enemy. Well, even if it is only tricks, the tricks are powerful. Because Jesus is using the word power. The enemy has power. Satan has power. Demons have power. There's power not only in the blood of Jesus. There's also power in the shrine. <laughs> I think there's only power in the blood of Jesus, which you don't even have. You go to a malam, 
he will approach you in the air, suspended in the air. As you are standing, he will come like a, a Alibaba coming in the air. You think there's no power? Go and stand in front of a malam. He can let your testicles disappear. You say, look for you are funny. For my dear mommy. For my dear mommy. Is you give me your what? You you are stupid. You are a stupid Christian. Yeah, because to you, you think that the enemy is just his air. He is not air. Jesus says, I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy. Yes, once again, most of you are children. Yes, new children and old children. Yes. Most of you sitting here, you're, you're not matured because you've not experienced a certain evil in your life. Yes, you've not experienced it. So you don't understand. Listen, in this world, eh, you, you dare not be a shepherd without power. You dare not be a Christian without power. In your family, a fetish family, you say you are born again, they will finish you. They will finish you. I don't know who is lying to you. That Satan has no power. Or, the, or the, uh, your friend is saying, no, um, that thing called what? Uh, the shrine and the juju men, they have got power. Jesus is saying it here. Power of the enemy. The enemy has got power. So you better find where your power is and empower yourself. Because the enemy you are fighting is not a powerless enemy. I don't know who has been preaching to you. Mandala Babayaba and the power over the power of the enemy can only be attained. That power that he gives you to be a son of God or a child of God is attained primarily through the use of the gospel to save people. So you see that this is Luke 10. Jesus had been with his disciples for years, he never told them this until he sent them in twos. They went and preached the gospel. And when they came back, then he announced that now that you are in the business of ministering to others, you now are qualified to handle that power that is necessary to neutralize the power of the enemy. You don't want to win souls. You say what? You are married. A man will remove you from your marriage. You'll be surprised that you are wearing your wedding ring and you are in love with some other man. I'm preaching. You've not, you've not experienced evil. You've not experienced it. That's why you have made the video. It's, it's like, I, I think even some of you, your names are on the video now. So it's your name on this one. I saw somebody's name. On a, on a cello tape or something. It, it's your name on it? It's a number. Ah, okay. It's like, for me, video money. It's my own. That's why you stand here. You can, you, you, can, you can go to hell because of this video. Because, I mean, look at what you are doing. Look at this. 
as you are zooming, you go and find some golden brown girl at the back. There. Ah, that's one there. Listen to me. Like, what has been arranged to remove you from church? Your business, your heritage as a Christian, the things the devil has arranged to just nick you out. You, you don't have any idea. So when you find people who feel like they, they are into prayer. I've seen, look, the, the, I met a guy who was a prayer warrior in a church. Today, today as I'm speaking, he's, not, he's in London. He's, on, he's smoking. That's why Paul's, Paul described clearly the source of the power of God. The source. He said, for we are not ashamed. It's not prayer. We pray. We pray. It's like, don't pray and see. But you see, you see, you see, if you are not involved in a certain level of ministry, even prayer will not be important to you. You only pray about your uh, 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 poultry farm. You pray about your cows. You pray about your marriage. You pray about your children. All your prayers are about you, which makes you no different from the dog inside the kennel. He said, we are not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For we know that it is the power of God. If God has power, that power to save, the power, you see, um, you see, you see it says, it is the power of God unto salvation. Not the salvation only of the person who is not born again. No. The power to keep you saved to the end depends on how you also minister the, power, the, the gospel of Christ. So he said, we are not ashamed of the gospel. We will preach it because as we preach it, the power of God for our own salvation to survive to the end. I mean, think about it. Think about it. If there are people you are, you, you, you are, see, power. Power not to fornicate. To see money. And not to see. That you also have iPad with. What's the name? Airtime. And you have power over the iPad. Not to be going to bluemama.com. Pinkpanther.com. Some of you are writing it down. Yes. You see, most, not most, some of us here, you are powerless. When the enemy wants to give you, when a girl comes, and it's trying to remove you from the church with her buttocks. You follow, you follow the girl as if you are found. But, 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 as you are following the girl and you remember your five souls you are leaving behind. Even if you get to go, you will go with a lot of pain and a lot of difficulty. Yeah, because when you remember your souls, I, I, I told, I told the brother, about three years ago, three years ago, or here, about the back here, you know, these type of guys in the church 
who feel that they are into women and they are it's like they are like this type of like like girls like them. You see that it's like they can't help themselves. <laughs> I said, look, my brother, I just want to let you understand that what you are doing here, it doesn't mean you have a gift to. It doesn't mean I told him at the back. Because they are all at the back. Yes, at the back. Most of them are at the back. I said, it doesn't mean that it's a gift, though. It's just on spirituality. Yeah. I said, what you are doing, I said, I told them, I have a PhD in what you are doing. Yes. I have a PhD. Yes. What, 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 what can you do? I said, tell me, what can you do? And I'll also tell you what I also can do. Yes. What can you do? You know, some people feel that it's like, they only, one brother said, oh, I, I'm into girls. I said, you're into girls. What do you mean you're into girls? But who is not into girls? Who is not into girls? I'm also into girls. <laughs> you see, some people feel that it's like, they are the only ones. It's like, you are the only one. You, say, you have a weakness, but we all have a weakness for girls. If you see a girl's breast, you have an erection right now. You mean when you, are, when you are standing by the roadside and a nice girl comes with her legs, you mean you won't, you, you won't look at the girl? You, you are lying. You are a liar. We don't look away. We look. You are a liar. But you see, some of us, when, when, when we look and we are tempted to follow the girl, that we got three souls I brought to church yesterday. I cannot leave these three souls inside the church. That is the reason why we don't do some things we can do. But not because we are impotent or it's like we are trees or iron rods. And you, you are a man, you, you are a man of God and a man with blood and a man with, 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 with pizzazz. You are stupid. True shepherds will tell you. True shepherds will tell you. That the caring of the sheep is what kept them. Because, you see, when you care for sheep and you minister to them, it releases power. Not because you don't like money. No. I mean, like, for instance, power over money. By the grace of God, I, I went to school. I passed my vocational school exams. Carpentry. I had, I, I, no, I had a chance to go to America to, to do carpentry. At the time I was going to America, I had a church of about 30 people, 30 or so members. At that time, my friends also, fellow carpenters, they were not passing any church. They just left. But when I turned, when you turn your back, eh, what is behind you can determine what makes you not do what you want to do. Yes. There are decisions a shepherd will take because of his sheep. Yes. How do you think Christ's birth was announced? The angels went and saw shepherds. What were the shepherds doing outside the house? They were sitting outside in the night watching their sheep. If they didn't have sheep, they would have been inside their houses and perhaps the angel would have passed them by. Where you sit at a particular time depends on the sheep you are shepherding. Where you sit. 
I mean, literally, where you sit, literally, where you sit. Today, where I sit in life is, is because of the sheep I shepherded. Yeah. I have the power to work in Cincinnati. I have the power to work in Edinburgh. I have the power to work in Joburg, to Pretoria, Cape Town. I have it. I'm holding it. But there's a power that is bigger than the power to go to Cincinnati or to go to Milwaukee. It is the power that comes when you are a minister of the gospel of Christ. That is why Paul said, we are not ashamed. Not ashamed. A day will come, eh? A day will come. Your fear of God will be determined by whether you are a shepherd or not. You are not a sheep. You are not a shepherd. A day will come. That the sheep you care for. So he said, we are not ashamed. The gospel, the gospel, when you preach the gospel, when you share the gospel, you release power. When you share the gospel, you release power. Not only, not only, see, that's what Christ told them. See, they came back in John 10 bragging that they had, their souls had been saved and they had power. And Jesus told them that, I am now giving you power. To tread upon serpents. (laughs) I have met serpents. The serpents I have seen. If you meet one, it will remove you. Serpents. Not everybody meets a serpent and survives. That's why I'm saying to you that if you are doing video, eh, find some two souls and minister the gospel. Do not neglect salvation because you will not escape. If you are doing sound, find some one soul. Find somebody that every day or once a week, then you call, you text, you share. You share. I mean, think about it. Even what motivation do you have to have your quiet time? What, what, what is your motivation? If you are not a shepherd, how long will you have your quiet time every day? <laughs> but if you are a shepherd, even, even, even if you don't love God because of your sheep, you don't want to read the Bible to have something to share with them. And as you are reading the Bible, that power enters your personal life and changes you and heals you of your madness. So God has ordained it. That a certain power to be a child of God, you need power. Why? Because to, when you are a child of God, the enemy you have has got power. And you need power to overcome the power of the enemy. When you get born again, the enemy marks you, he marks your business. He marks your marriage. He marks your children. He marks your life. And he just comes. But thank God, when you are a minister of the gospel, you are already a carrier of bombs and dynamites. You throw one and they are bombed. You throw two and they are bombed. May the Lord grant you that power as you go about ministering. Whether you are a singer, you are an instrumentalist, if you are a shepherd, use the gospel. And minister, just carry a title. Number 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 six. Number six. Number six. And it's a fast one. 
why you will not escape if you neglect the salvation is that the reason why you will not escape is that salvation is your door to new dimensions of wisdom and prominence in life. Salvation is your door to new dimensions of wisdom. Wisdom and prominence not only in heaven. When somebody wins souls, the Bible tells us clearly in Proverbs that he that wins souls is wise. Verse 30 of Proverbs 11. That is. Listen carefully. You see, there is wisdom and there is wisdom. When you become a soul winner, when you get yourself involved in saving even one person, that's one, one person, it introduces, first of all, you see, it sets your life along a track of wisdom. He that wins souls is wise means he that wins souls achieves a certain level of wisdom that his classmates will never have. The people who sat with me in class in the medical school unless he's a pastor unless he's a pastor his wisdom can never match the wisdom I'm carrying. When in my class I was even less than average I was less than average in my class I wasn't nowhere at the top. You know, the people who were in, the, in their class, they were topping. Topping like Bishop, our father, was topping. Was getting prizes. Some of us, no. <laughs> no, I'm not here to lie to you. No. Even average, I wonder if it's, it's below average. But the, but the most, the, the most awarded students in my class his wisdom is to the left and my wisdom is to the right now what is my wisdom the wisdom I have is God's wisdom when you win listen when you win souls when you use the word of God to win souls constantly to minister so, so that's why I said like on Friday, we are going to have a crusade. We will have new converts. But their salvation has just begun. Yeah, there will be one at the end. A soul is not one the day he says a sinner's prayer. I said a soul is not one the day he says the sinner's prayer. That is not winning of a soul. That soul must endure to the end to see salvation. That's why you can be in church and end up in hell. You can be in church and end up in hell. So when somebody uses the word of God to minister to people, 
to save their souls, to win them. See, to win someone means to convince someone. I want him over. To convince someone to leave hell, hell's road, to heaven's road. When you do that, the word of God itself you are using is a source of great wisdom. Your mind works differently. What is wisdom? Wisdom is among many definitions. It is how your mind works. Yes. How your mind works. A guy can walk into this church with car keys and a borrowed Benz. will meet three girls in this church in a space of three months. He will get one of them to say yes to his proposal. He just entered the church three months ago with khakis. Khakis, no Bible. He will get a girl in the church. Why? Because it depends on how the girl's mind is working. How the girl's mind is working. All of us, the dress you are wearing, where you are working, what you did in school, your life, how your mind is working. What I'm preaching tonight is a reflection of how my mind is working. Your life, is, it, it shows the things you do. They show how, how, how can we tell how your mind is working? By your behavior. By your behavior. Now, when you are involved in soul winning, it introduces a certain wisdom. Winning souls makes your mind work in a certain way. Your mind works in a certain way. How will your mind work in a certain way? For instance, we are all in the church. Some of you come to church once a while. Some of you, today is your first time you are coming to a weekday service, even though you've been in this church for three years. You are here. I just want to ask you to get up. No, but when somebody is a winner of souls, just because he's winning souls, church will be a part of his life. Church, church. So some of us, we have found ourselves in church, not because we originally liked church, but because of the type of work we chose to do. It, it, it made our minds work in a certain way. That's why we are in church. I mean, Dr. Nyako, you are a commander general, whatever, of the army, the top echelons of the army. I'm telling you, you may not believe it, but you are sitting in church tonight in your nice white top because you are a shepherd. If you were not a shepherd, there's a chance that you may not be in church. And therefore, your life will be a certain type of life. Anytime you use the word of God to win souls, your mind works in a certain way. I mean, when you, are, when you are winning souls, you've got sheep, and you are t- teaching them to pay tithes. Won't you pay tithes yourself? Unless you are an actor. And as you are paying tithes, will you not receive the blessing and the honor of God? So when you win souls, you become wise because you introduce a certain wisdom from the word of God in a special way into your life. Just because of what you are using to win souls. If you care about souls, I, 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 I got a soul saved. He's been in church for five years. It's time for him to marry. I want to counsel the soul. Marriage counseling. 
It's a part of soul winning. Yes. It's a, you are winning the soul. Because that person's marriage, if it, if it hits the rocks, can bump the person off church. Yes. So as you are teaching the person about marriage, so whatever you are ministering, suppose he that watereth shall be watered also himself. So whatever wisdom you are using to, 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 to anchor someone and to establish someone, that wisdom becomes part of your wisdom. That's why some of us are sitting here, you, 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 you are an empty head. Your head is empty. You've just bought a lot of hair to cover it. Your head is empty. I mean, I want us to discuss what, what, I mean, if you are not ministering the word of God, what will be your motivation to have interactions with God's word? I mean, think about it. I've read my Bible today. At least, if not for anything at all, for at least one verse I used today to preach has made me open the Bible. Let us say I, I didn't have my quiet time, I don't love God, or I don't. Just by opening the Bible, there's a scripture I've got, and that verse becomes part of my wisdom. Part of my, you see, wisdom is also, you see, knowledge. When you know something, it becomes the fuel on which your mind works. So, wisdom is like an engine which runs on knowledge. So if there's no knowledge in your head, there's no fuel for your, for your brain to work on. So people who don't read, mostly they are fools. People who don't acquire knowledge, their minds don't work well. Which takes us back to what David said in Psalm 82 verse 5. He said, they know not. They, see, when you don't have knowledge, you will be in darkness. And your foundations, your, the foundations of your marriage, foundations of your ministry. I, I told you some time ago, was it in this service where, where I was, here I was preaching establishment. Did I preach it in this church? Yeah? This church, yes. I said, don't be impressed when you see a house. What is under it? I mean, on Sunday, Last, last Sunday, if you came to this church, we are close to 3,000 people in this church. But when you see it, it's just when you are a child that you'll be impressed. Wow! Wow! But when you are matured and you see 3,000 people in the church, you will not be too impressed. You have to ask the next question. What is under it? What is the foundation of a church like this with 3,000? And when you ask, you, you will be told that they cooked food to eat. That, that normally, 3,000 people will not come here. So you see that you see something in the church, something impressive, but at the bottom of it is rice and stew, or banku and tilapia, or kinky and fried fish, and green pepper, and red pepper, and brown pepper. So, so people... People who are intelligent and wise. When they see somebody driving a very new car, it's fine. It's a, it's a nice car. But is it alone? You see a nice house. Oh, it's a nice house. But, 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 does it have foundations?
You see a woman with a man, with a, with a boy, like a nice family. You have to ask yourself, one, one extra, always ask an extra question. What is under this relationship? Did she use her bottles to collect somebody's husband to move in town with, with him? What's under it? What's under it? But when you are a soul winner, at the bottom of everything you do is the solid, rocky wisdom of God. Because you are already a user of God's wisdom and that wisdom translates into the things you do your day-to-day life. That's why he says, the one who wins souls. Not that it's wise as in, he's like King Solomon. But the one who wins souls has to his account a certain strand of wisdom. If you are really winning souls. And you see, that's why if I said nothing at all tonight, eh, let, let it rest here. That soul winning, salvation is not saying the sinner's prayer alone. When you are winning, if these girls are my souls, you, 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 and I'm genuinely winning you to the Lord, ministering to you, and you see, when I'm ministering to you, I'm interested in your education, I'm interested in your marriage, I'm interested in your um, your children, everything about you. Because you are not just a spirit. So, by ministering to, if I were a woman, and I'm ministering, I'm, I'm really caring for you, teaching you the word of God, opening to First Peter, opening to Nehemiah, sharing scriptures, doing him practice, teaching you songs, taking you for all night, ministering to you, I cannot suddenly appear in front of you and suddenly I am fair. I'm fair. I mean, suddenly I I just come and stand in front of you because I am aware that it's not just my life. It's not just my, because see, as I have become fair, you also, when you also appear with your breast pouring out of your dress, what moral authority do I have? Not knowing that by, by maintaining my black beauty, I have saved myself a certain cancer of the skin, a certain disease of my kidneys, so when you are winning souls, just by default, you, 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 you gain access to a certain wisdom just because of the nature of what you are using to win the souls. It makes you very wise. Even if you are a fool, you become wise. I mean, somebody like me here, as I'm ministering to you now, I could be standing here, literally standing here preaching to you and suffering from gonorrhea or HIV from repeated womanizing. Because when I see a nice girl, I can see a nice girl. I can see a nice girl. And I've got testosterone. 
But because I am ministering to people, that already puts me on a narrow path. Yes. So eventually, you find that because I'm ministering to people, I'm, 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 I, am, I am saving souls. My life becomes a certain type of life, not because I am originally wise old, but because I am involved in the saving of souls, I am, I am forced to live a certain life. One lady, pastor, told me about a year ago, she said, if I wasn't a pastor ministering to my sheep, I would not be married by now. Well, because she knows herself. But when, when, when she wants to misbehave in the house, she remembers her sheep. And she remembers scriptures. Just in the last three weeks, there are scriptures I never knew. But because of the work I'm doing by caring for sheep and problems I'm getting from caring for sheep, I've come to have scriptures. Scriptures you don't know about. It will take you 10 years to come across them. You read your Bible. I've read this, but I'm not saying this verse here. This is a verse for you. So when you win souls, you become wise. When you win souls, you live a certain way. When you win souls, your choices are different. When you win souls, your behavior is different. When you are caring for people, your, 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 your lifestyle is different. When there's no soul you are caring for, when there's nobody you are winning, you take decisions by heart. You go where you want to go. I mean, think about it. Some of us here sitting here next week, today for instance, today, in fact, when I was in my office here, the last thing I wanted to do was to come down here to come and preach. The last thing. I was waiting for something to just send me away. I didn't feel like coming to church. But I'm here. Why? I've got shit. And as I'm ministering to you, I've become wiser in the last 30 minutes than I've ever been since I was born in 1948. So when you, when, when, when your life, when there are people in your life you are ministering to, you become wise. It introduces wisdom. What other people hail as great. You don't, you're not impressed. No, no, you're not impressed. Like, like when my friends were going to America, I was, I, I mean, I wrote exams. I bought my plane ticket. I was not even working. It was my wife's money. I changed all two dollars and used it. Blew it fully. I had no regrets. I've had no regrets for over 23 years. I still have no regrets. I have no regrets. Because my mind is working in a certain way. In a, just by what I'm using. Just by the work I'm doing. Just by the people I counsel. Just by the people I advise. People I rebuke. People I minister to. It makes my mind work. Without that, uh, hey, this human being, my goodness. This human being, you have no idea what it can do. But when you minister to souls, it makes you wise. It makes you wise. What others clap for? You don't clap for it. You look at it, well, it's nice, but it, it doesn't attract you. There are things which don't attract me, but they attract some of you. Yes. Because my mind, you see, not only, 
does the word of God make me wise? By, by being a soul winner, I enter into relationships with fellow soul winners. Senior soul winners and junior soul winners. Both of whom also feed wisdom into my life. So as I'm eating the word of God, I'm drawing wisdom from my pastor. I'm drawing wisdom from a message I've read because I must soak messages to be able to preach to you. And as I'm soaking, I am becoming wiser. So Peter talked about the scriptures which are able to make you wise unto salvation. Paul would say, scriptures, they make you wise unto salvation. The, the, the scripture said, how from, 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 an, from an infant, you have loved the scriptures which are able to make you wise. Your wisdom comes from the scriptures. You look for it. You must know the scripture. Tonight, I'm going to give you the last one. And I want you, before you take the last one, to turn your Bible. Chapter 3. Second Timothy, sorry. And that from a child. Verse 15. Thou hast known the holy scriptures. From a child. From a child. From a child. That alone is a message I could have preached for one hour. Because when you are a pastor, your children even love the word of God because you are in the church. When you are an ordinary member in this church, the mega church, ordinary member, your children, I know people in this church whose children are devils. I'm not joking. And if you ask the parents, they'll tell you that this boy is a devil. A pastor can have children who are devils. But the proportions, a pastor's children and a non, just a normal church attendee. I mean, think about it. We've come to church, we've closed at 12.30. What do you have to do in the church? Take your child home. You are going home. The children will go with you. But some of us who are still in the church, our children will be in the church. And by being in the church, they are forced to learn to play the keyboard. They are forced to learn to play drums. They are forced to play with some people. While you are going home with your children, to go and watch movies where I'm in church. I don't want to go, go into all these things. I'm saying that from a child, from a child, you have known the scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. Through faith which is in Christ Jesus. So the scriptures, hello, the word of God is actually a source of wisdom. Which word you will not likely be attracted to if it's not something you use in your day-to-day life to minister to others. That's why I say that he that winneth souls is wise because the scriptures he's using make him wise. He has a certain wisdom, not because of the university he went to, not because of the school he attended, but because of what he's using in his day-to-day ministry life. Scriptures to make you wise. And Daniel 12 3 says, Those who are wise, <laughs> those who are wise, those who are wise, those who have used the scripture. That's why I said 
that it is a door to realms and dimensions of what? Wisdom and prominence. There are people you would never have heard of them except for the fact that they are pastors. There are people you would not, even me, you, I mean, who am I? What will make thousands of people know me? If I was a doctor at Manprobi Polyclinic, who knows me? Who knows me, really? Who knows me? They, will be, they can't even pronounce my name. Ogoi, Ogoi, Ogi, Ogai, Ogu. Who knows me? Who knows me? I'm talking about the wisdom of God that those people who are wise and who have become wise through the use of the word of God. My, my dear shepherd, today, when you go to your bedroom, pray that God will help you to use the word of God. Be a minister of the word of God. If you are listening to me, find someone that you teach every day, every week. Find someone to use the wisdom of God. As you use that wisdom, you become wise. The scriptures, they make you wise. And those who are wise shall shine. They shall shine. You know, some time ago, we used to say, um, in heaven, I think there's something here forever and ever. It's It's not in heaven. Here on earth, the wise... They shine. Here, here, here. If you are wise, you will shine. If you are wise, if you are using the wisdom of God as a businessman and you are not into taking of loans and borrowing of money, you will shine. You will shine. Those who are wise, here on earth, if in heaven we thank God, but here also you will shine. You will shine. What brings others down? cannot bring you down. It tries to bring you down but you are strong and steady because you are a man of the wisdom of God through the scriptures. You, you know what you cannot do. You know what you can do. You know when to say, no, never. I will not. I will not. The Hebrew word said, we will not defile ourselves. With the king's meat. So those who are wise, they shine. young men, many of you here who haven't done much in life in terms of academic life you've not passed your exams you owe RME you owe English yeah some of you sitting here you can't advance I'm telling you I know, I know people actually I know one of the people who have been to university I, I know I, I don't know if she's here she's done four years in the university finished the university she doesn't have a degree she, because he entered it owing, uh, uh, owing maths. You don't understand what I'm talking about. Like, people enter the university and they, 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 there's a contract or whatever agreement that as they're in the university, they write the maths and pass. Why can't they finish? They pass the exams. And then they come out to their first class or second class. Some people who have been to university do not have a degree because the maths they owed when they entered, they have not surpassed it. Not everybody who finishes university has a degree. But ladies and gentlemen, there's another degree in the house of God. 
There is a degree you earn for yourself. When you are a student of the word of God, there is a degree. There's a degree. Turn your Bibles. To first Timothy. Three. For they. Thirteen, sorry. Three, thirteen. For they that have used the office of a deacon. Well purchased to themselves a good degree. And great boldness. In the faith which is in Christ, the few in the church who use the office of a deacon, who is a deacon? I don't know who a deacon is. So I'm checking the dictionary. A deacon is a minister. A deacon is a servant. A deacon is someone who is an attendant. The few of us who use the office of a servant, a minister, those of us in the church who are seriously ministering the word of God, the Bible says that we, we, we purchase to ourselves a good degree. So you may not get a degree in Legon, but in the church, as you do the ministry, you can earn for yourself a degree and drive the car people with university degrees are driving. And live in the house. Look, you, the ministry. There are people sitting here in church. Where they are going to sleep tonight? Tonight, as we close the service, where they are going to sleep? Where they will lie tonight? Is because of a shepherding work they are doing in the church. There are cars that are parked here. When we close, you see that everybody, most people, you will enter your car next year. A year by this time, you'll be entering, you'll be pepe, pepe, you open your door. Some people will enter a certain car tonight. It is because of church they are driving that car. Directly or indirectly. So those with MBA are driving cars. You without MBA, but you did the ministry well by being a good student and you purchased yourself. My dear friend, in the church, eh, there is also a degree, a BSc degree, a BPhil degree, an MPhil degree. May you be, if you could not succeed with RME in school, may you obtain a degree as a servant and a minister of the word of God. And finally, Finally, when you don't neglect salvation, you guarantee. That's why I said, how, let's read the, the verse for the last time because I'm ending. Let's make sure we've seen the verse. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse number 3. Quickly, let's end it. One, let's all read it together. One, go. How shall we, I can't hear you. One, go. How shall we escape? One go again. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? 
which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. How shall we escape? The last reason I'm giving you tonight, because of which you will not escape if you neglect the salvation is found is that when you save souls, you guarantee your own deliverance in time of trouble. When you save souls, when you don't neglect salvation, the reason why you will not escape, the reason why you will escape is that you will, you will have your own deliverance, not the deliverance of the new converts. As I'm standing here, every soul I am working on, every soul I am establishing, every soul I'm helping to be, to be, to be, to be firmly established in the church, that soul guarantees me my deliverance. Ha! And on that day, may, you, may your deliverance come. That's why Jesus told them, he said, when you pray, also remind God, To deliver you from evil. That's a movie. Said, deliver us from evil. <laughs> yes, deliver us from evil. Yeah. Some of you may be they need to be delivered from Cynthia. <laughs> I, I shouldn't say it. Yeah, there's a boy here. You must be delivered from Baba. Baba, you know her, that juicy girl in the corner there. There's a lady here. You must be delivered from that guy called McLean. McLean. He's chasing me. McLean. When you are involved in the saving of souls and you encounter evil, that's work your day to save souls becomes the basis for your own deliverance from evil. I said from who? Evil. <laughs> First Samuel chapter 14 and I end. Please, what's the point I gave you? What's the last point I gave you? You know, you know something, you know something. Let's end the service well. Can we start from number one? The first reason why you will not escape if you neglect this great salvation is what? Your son. If some people are not saved, you will not be saved. Yes. Because salvation is not raising your hand to say, I receive, I receive, I am born, I am born, again, again. Your salvation is linked to the salvation of others. Number two is what it says. Where the blood of Jesus is not what? Priests. There's no life. Not only to the preacher, but to the preacher. The preacher and the preacher both have life. Do you remember the story I told you last week of that Jewish man? Yes. Yes. In the cold, in Auschwitz, he discovered that in the morning, everybody was dead except two people. The warmer and the warmy. <laughs> As you minister life to others, 
you are also guaranteeing your own personal life. Goodness gracious. Hmm. Number three is what? You lose your spiritual protection when you neglect because salvation is a wall and a bulwark. Isaiah 26. Isaiah 26. Verse 1, not so. Let's read it. Let's do a nice read. In that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. May you, may you say to yourself, I have a strong marriage. I have a strong business. By God's grace, I have a strong family. By God's grace, I have a strong Christian life. May you one day say, it's not, it's not a, a matter of boasting, but it, it is true that we have a strong city. Why? Because salvation will God appoint. For what? Oh, I can't hear you. For what? For walls and for what? Bulwarks. The next reason is what? We are ending now. Your Christian life becomes complex when you neglect the simplicity of the gospel of Christ. When you don't minister the simple gospel, you complicate your life. Today you are chasing this. You cannot be stable. Somebody says something, you are offended. You leave a church. You come back. You go to this church. You are, you are like a cursed vagabond. King. Cursed. Roaming about. You will not roam about. Because you are saving souls. Because you are ministering in a bustle. When I say saving souls, eh, you don't need to call yourself an evangelist. A shepherd of a bustle is involved in the salvation of souls. The next point. God has ordained the preaching of the gospel as a source of his power. Yes. And I need to say to you again, remind you that the enemy, your enemy is powerful. The person looking for you is powerful. I hope that you will not end up one day wearing beads around your waist. I pray so. I pray that one day there will be no special powder in your bag yet that you use to treat your face because you lack the spiritual protection of God because you have not deployed what gives you protection. said, so I give you power over the power of the enemy. You sit down and say, oh, Satan, he has got tricks. Tricks, they're powerful, but they're still tricking you. <laughs> Pastors are falling. Believers are falling. If it is a trick, it is still pushing you down. Anything that pushes you down has power. <laughs> Receive power from salvation. So he said, we are not afraid. Pastor, I'm, I'm begging, even if I give you the job one day that you're the CEO of this church, find the soul. So I saw you in a picture. You were preaching to some people. You're not doing it for me. It's for your life. Your personal life. You are generating power. The next time the devil comes, you see, he has, he has, see, somebody said it, and I believe it, that Potiphar, Potiphar's wife, eh, Joseph was not the first guy she had attempted that foolishness on. It was a behavior. Yes. She had tried it on this boy, on this guy, on this person, because the skin, the skin alone is like marble. But the Bible says, a thousand shall fall at thy side. And 10,000 at thy right side. Look, it is not, like, get it, get it now. 
it is not everything that destroys someone that will destroy you. We all have different levels of ohms. Do you know ohms? O-H-M-S. Resistance. The next time a demon comes, may it find ohms. Oh, come so. I, I, this pastor fell. This brother fell. Oh, this one also fell. Then they come and they say that. No, no, no. There's power past power. I give you power. I'm advising you. If you want power for protection, don't wear beads. Go and look for the next soul. Preach the gospel to the person. Bring the person to church. Find the Bible for the person. Teach the person. Establish the person. It will release power in your life. The next one. Salvation is what? It's your door to new dimensions of wisdom. When you use the scriptures, you introduce a new brand of wisdom. And prominence. You shine. You shine. Those who are wise, they shine. May you shine. They will shine. In your family, when everybody is going down, you are going up. When they are falling, you are standing. Yes. There's some families, if you are a woman and you marry, after four years, you must be down. You must come back home. It's called, it's called brefier. Yes. A brefier. A brefier. A brefier cut up. Brefier, come home. You cannot be with your husband for, for more than four years. Some marry for three weeks. Three, read my lips. Three weeks. Come home. Tonight, eh? Any devil looking for you will experience a power that is, is that will sh- they'll be surprised that this girl. Ah, but we thought by this time you should be you should be in the mental hospital by now. Why are you being church in the front row? Ah, but those people will try that thing. They, they, are, they are mad. How come you are still in church? They don't know that a power your minister has introduced power into your life. Receive that power now. Receive that prominence now. Receive that wisdom now. And finally, Pastor, when you save souls, you guarantee your what? Your what? Is it my deliverance? Whose deliverance? Whose deliverance? First Samuel 14. 43. And we go home with this. Then Saul said to Jonathan, Tell me what you have done. My son, what have you done? What have you done? Because in, earlier on, you know, the battle was so fierce that they, they went to rest and Saul released a curse. He said, anybody in this camp who tries to eat anything, any food that touches your mouth, you are dead. But when he was given this warning, Jonathan was not there. He was out in the enemy's camp with a servant. So as they went and did their, what their, their, their uh, reconnaissance and everything, on their way, they found some honey. 
and they ate it. Jonathan ate the honey. And it came up in the camp. Saul noticed that, no, there is a problem. Somebody has, 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 has crossed the path. Somebody has crossed a line. Who has eaten here? I gave a warning that nobody should eat. My dear friend, sometimes in our lives, eh, we make mistakes. We cross boundaries we shouldn't cross. We fall foul of the law. Said, tell me what you have done. What have you done? And Jonathan told him and said, I did honestly, daddy. And I'm sorry. I didn't know that he had sent I just tasted a little honey. I didn't use a spoon. I used the end of a rod. I'm sorry. Okay, it's okay. If it is a, it's it's a, I'll die, I'll die, I'll die. Kill me, kill me and fly. Kill me. I must die. And Saul answered, who is Saul? Do you know who Saul is? Saul is the father of Jonathan. Saul answered and said, God do do so. And more also. If I don't remove your head. If I don't remove your head. You will surely die. I've given a rule and you've broken. You see, even in law, they say ignorance of the law is no excuse. And all of us, eh, as we live this life quietly, peacefully, minding our business, you will touch something you shouldn't touch. You will say something you shouldn't have said. You will cross a laser beam you shouldn't have crossed. Something you never knew was an abomination. You touch it and you are cursed. So the father said, listen, as I'm ending, I said, how shall we escape? If, if you neglect. If we neglect so great, salvation is great. Why? Because it has power to deliver you. He said, God do so and more. If I don't remove your head, my son. Who was the father who vowed a vow? Um, the, uh, Jephthah. Jephthah, yes. His own daughter. He said, when I get home after this victory, the first person, my vow to you is that the first person who comes to meet me is a sacrifice. He was going home. Who should open the main door? Say the main door. <laughs> who should open the main door, Rosie baby? Who should open it? His daughter said, I thought you'd be sleeping by now. Why? But he had vowed. He slaughtered. He removed his daughter's He removed his daughter's head. So Saul said, God don't punish me if I don't remove your head. Jonathan, you shall surely die. Some of you, you deserve a curse. Some of you, you deserve... Ne- I mean, I went to steal when I was in class four. I took a sack to steal a, 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 a tenga's cassava. I said, uh, we, uh, we, did, we swept the sugarcane one in the morning. In the night, we took three sacks for sweet potatoes. We, fit, we harvested the man's potatoes. Three sacks. We took the first sack home. The second sack, we were four. 
In the night, as we were carrying the third sack, we heard some noise inside there. I think I had come. I think I had come. We left it and began to run. The man cursed us. So you won't finish school. And because he knew us. Each day, we go, Atia, Atia, I remember Atia. So, Atia, good morning. Where's small boys? We, we, we passed through his farm to go to school. This is that these children with big, big buttocks, they must be taken to, to school in a car. We walked. We walked. Oh, Atia, good morning. Atia, sometimes you live in Katia, sugar cakes. Oh, Ankwala Monji, sometimes we're not Ankwala. We are not children. <laughs> he cast, I, I heard it myself. I, I was a young, he cast, move school. Did I finish school? I finish school. Why? Because sometimes when you fall foul of a certain law, there's a deliverance you need in your life that <laughs> unless, unless it is guaranteed you, you will never escape. You shall surely die. Next verse and we end. Look at it. And the people, the people, the people, they said to Saul, shall Jonathan die? Shall Beatrice not marry? What? Shall Emanuela not get pregnant? Shall Jonathan die? Who has wrought this great salvation in Israel? God forbid, as the Lord liveth, there shall not one hair of his head fall to the ground, for he hath wrought with God this day. So the people rescued Jonathan that he died not. May you receive deliverance. May you receive escapes by reason of your salvation, by reason of the work you have done for every soul you've established, for every soul you have won for the Lord. May the curse that was meant to come into your life, may it pass over you. May the wickedness that must visit your house, may it pass over you. For every soul you've established, for every Bible you have bought for a soul, for every salvation you have brought, may you escape the judgment that was due you. Shall Jonathan die? You cannot work such salvation and experience the fallout of your mistakes. Receive deliverance. Shall Jonathan die? Who has wrought through Jonathan and the entire... Go back and read your Bible. Israel, he fought Jonathan. So what do you mean? He goes to drink... uh, What is the name? Uh, 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 Taste honey? You will kill him? Then, 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 then you kill us first. The one you will send to remove his head. He, he's, not, he's not being born. Jonathan, even the one who is going to kill him, he's alive because of Jonathan. One day, the soul you minister to, the sister you brought to church, the brother you gave a shirt to, that brother you bought a Bible for, he shall be the reason why a deliverance you don't deserve. May the Lord touch your heart to do great things and bring salvation may someone in the world find himself in the church because of you but i announce every soul you save every salvation you bring into somebody's house guarantees shall 
Solomon be cursed? Shall Solo's family be scattered? Shall Michael see disgrace? So not even one hair on his head. The day, the day your judgment falls, may we remember a soul you established. May someone stand. See, this time, eh, this time, please listen, 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 listen. The people who spoke, quote unquote, they were his converts. A day will come. A person you have saved will stand and testify that this person cannot die. I, I stand here as a testimony to this man's salvation. You cannot work a great salvation like this and die. So that day, Jonathan, whose head should have been in a dustbin, went home to sleep with his wife. I pray that you will also enjoy a one, one deliverance of the other. Listen to me, my dear friend. Mistakes. <laughs> I went for a meeting one day. Bishop was preaching. Years ago, he didn't even call me. You know, my true known. I raised my hand and gave an answer. I contributed powerfully to the program. Not knowing that the things I was saying were rubbish. <laughs> rubbish. Later, Bishop called. He said, what, what do you mean by what you were saying? He said, oh, what did I say? See, this thing you said, it meant this and this. He said, oh, honestly, this what I was on my mind. When this pastor spoke, and this one spoke, I also, I also remembered my testimony, and I also came, I said, I want to share. Look, with your purest of intentions, your purest of intentions, you'll be surprised that the step you think is a good step may be the step that takes you into self-evaporation and destruction. But because of the salvation you have ministered to other people, because of a soul, because of something, said, shall, yes, he ate the honey, but shall, everybody say, shall Jonathan die? One go. I can't hear you well. One go. Again. Now, 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 remove Jonathan and put I. Again. Shall I, shall I be destroyed? Shall I be desolate? I can't hear you. Say, shall I be desolate? Now, when you ask this question, shall I die? Shall I be destroyed? Then you have to answer it with, who have you seen? Can you mention three names? Because of Francisca and Emmanuel and Papayao. Lord, see, these are the souls I've seen. I've wrought a great salvation in these three people. So, Lord, some of you, there's no name can mention. But from today you are going to work. I said you are going to work. Look, when we go before God, we don't only go with our tight card. We go with salvation. The works that you, so some of you must go with your templates. The template will fail. The green and the red. Put it down. Father, look at this my work. I've been serving you with this. Look at this work. Shall my child die? 
Shall my family be cursed? Shall Jonathan die? Who has wrought so great salvation? Lift your hands and ask the Lord. Father, open your mouth and pray. Say, Lord, use me to work a great salvation. Ah! You think you will not make a mistake that you are so young, very young. But on that day, may mercy be shown you. Maybe another point you can take from this is salvation guarantees you mercy. Mercy on the day of judgment. Mercy. Shall Jonathan die? Lift your hands and pray and say, Lord. Imandala basatakata. Rememe suminian dolobosoka. Remendele benele memendele bebe. Imamoya, mamoyama, mamoyamaya. Imamayanda. Lift your hands, lift your hands, lift your hands and pray. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Imamalatosa baba. Shall Jonathan die? God forbid. God forbid. Shall Barbara be divorced? God forbid. Lift your hands and pray and say, Lord, today, make me a minister of salvation. The next time you go to God, go with the names of your converts. Go with the names of your sheep. Go with the names of your members. Shall Jonathan die? Receive deliverance from destruction. Receive mercy. Receive the Passover anointing. Passover Lord. Passover Lord. Passover Lord. Lord, look at Jemima. Lord, look at Papa Kwame. Lord, look at Michael. I brought him to church. I want him for you. Lord, look at my church. Look at this salvation I brought and save me. Yes, Thank you, Lord. And the good news is that you shall not die. Amen. I said, You shall not die. Amen. For every soul you won. Amen. For every outreach you have done. Yes. For every bustle you have shared and ministered to. Yes. You shall not die. Amen. Clap your hands and celebrate your deliverance. Hallelujah. Shall Jonathan die? Father, we thank you. Let your will be done, Lord. Lift your two hands and receive Jesus. the grace yes. to touch a life. Yes. The grace. Yes. To save a soul. Oh, yes. The grace Great. to help in the work. Oh, yes. Yes, that's why I now understand 1 Corinthians 15 58. No labor in the Lord is in vain. It's in vain. Your labor is not in vain. Shall Jonathan die? God forbid. Receive it now. Yes. Receive deliverance. Receive divine escape. Yes. Receive exemption. Yes. Supernatural exemption. Amen. Receive it tonight. Lord, I shall. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
And please close your eyes. I want to pray for anybody here tonight as we close. You're not born again. I want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Christ. I want to be born again, Pastor. I want to be born again. Every eye closed, every head bowed. If you want to be, be saved, not just to join a church, but to be saved. Lift your right hand. I want to pray for you right now to be born again. Yes, Pastor, pray for me. I want to be born again. Lift up your right hand above your head. I want to pray a simple prayer for you. This day, he said, today, today, I must dine with you. Today is your day. Lift your hands. I want to pray for you right now. Father, we thank you for a great salvation you've wrought amongst us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.